Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, far and wide. Welcome in to episode number 124 of the Talking the Line podcast. And as always, thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful Tuesday of Bets, also known as September 14th. 2021. Now, we have loads to talk about on today's show. We got to recap all of NFL Week 1. We also have to discuss what is upcoming in Week 2, and then we got to get to your questions as well. But before we do all of that, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. If you are watching on YouTube, you might as well hit that notification bell over there as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional TTL content dropping. Episode number two of Wise Words dropping tomorrow. We'll talk about that very, very shortly. But if you are listening to the audio version on your favorite podcast directory, make sure you hit that subscribe button there if you haven't already, as we always do release the audio of every live show after it is complete. Next item up on the docket. If you could be so kind, you can find it in your heart. You got a few extra seconds while you're hanging out here watching. Hit that like button. Leave us a comment. Leave us a rating. Jump on over yonder in the live chat if you're watching live. Hit that share button. Let it fly to your brothers, sisters, uncles, brothers, neighbors. I said brothers twice. Share it with them twice. Whatever you got to do, just make sure you do it. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do. And it only helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last but certainly not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will find the Talking the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you can locate all of the TTL Crew's social platforms, our additional content, and the TalkingTheLine.com website so you can consume it all, however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people joining us on today's show, episode 124 I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45, Soroka, and I am juiced to recap everything that has happened in week one of the NFL and look into week two. I got to be honest with you, my friends, before I bring in my partner here, the man that always sits to my left, the co-host of the TTL pod, and oh, oh, the co-host of the Wise Words podcast, I'm living in a bit of a parallel universe here. You know me, no bones, no, nothing held back here on this side of the table. I am tripping the fuck out this morning. The guy we talked to yesterday for Ooh, this wise words, I cannot believe this is my real life and we are actually doing this doggone thing. Going to talk about it a little bit in motivation minutes, but uh, 
I can't tell you guys enough. Chase your passions. Go pursue your dreams. If you want something, go after it because I'm telling you it is possible. It takes a lot of work. The responsibility is in your plate. It is all on your lap, but you can do it. I just had to get that out this morning, get some good vibes, let you know what we're doing. But let me bring in the aforementioned co-host of the TTL Pod and Wise Words Podcast, the resident Cheesehead fan himself, Cheesehead straight up. He's not a Cheesehead fan, he's just a Cheesehead, I don't Mm -hmm. know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying, but he's starting to turn that frown upside down. Monday's blues are starting to go away a little bit. He cashed some tickets last night, and he's ready to rock and roll for episode 124, so without further ado... Ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley, R. Max Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, I could not be better. As you mentioned, cashed a few tickets last night. Mr. Derek Carr uh, almost doubled my over uh, yardage ticket that I had. 258 was the number. He had well over 400. So we're feeling pretty damn good. Hell of a Monday night football game. These primetime, well, two out of the three primetime games uh, did not disappoint. Injected into yes, my veins. Seriously, man. Uh, uh, what a wild uh, finish. I, it had a little bit of everything. Awesome football, terrible football, everything that I love. So You know what old John Gruden said last night? He said, you know, I felt like cat in the mind. <laughs> I died a couple times and came back to life. Absolute electricity between yep. the Ravens and seriously. Raiders. And hey, partner, before we go anywhere, we got to get it out the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, To me... To you, Nate, appreciate you tuning in. Shout out to you as well. Thanks for jumping in the chat. Hey, any of you watching, you drinking that black elixir of the gods this morning, you know the drill. Get you a sip. Yes, sir. Oh, child, please. Mm. Every morning, it just runs smoother and smoother here at the Talking the Line Production Studios. Uh, my man, Bears fan, right here in the house. Bear, Don. And then obviously, go pack, go baby. Cheesehead himself. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about that for sure. Mm-hmm. I got some. We'll talk about our own teams here. Uh, you know, <laughs> some things I got to get off the chest. Yeah. But before we do all of that, my friends, couple key things we got yeah. to talk about. We got to talk about uh, the aforementioned Monday Night Football game. We had some bets uh, coming out of that, as always. Sure you did. know the drill. Uh, so let's take a quick look at those, my friends. Here you go, right above us, Mags. I told you guys, hey. Be a little tentative on that Derek Carr. You know, I'm not too certain. A little weird of a projection. Well, Mags gave me the finger, and then Derek Carr gave me the double finger. Yes, sir. And threw for 450-plus mm-hmm. yards. Couldn't believe it. I didn't end up playing it. I am very chapped about that. However, yeah. Mags goes 2-1 and one on the day. I go 2-2. Two and two. That should have been an under game, my friends. It was just an absolute shit show and a half. We yeah. all saw it, but an absolute beautiful game. And if you do follow me on the Action app, you saw that I added the money line sprinkle at the end and added some hammers in the description. Mm-hmm. So even better of a time to remind you guys, if you miss a live show, you happen to skip over something, whatever the case might be, and you got the Action Network app. Follow me at cash underscore with underscore Colt. Riley is at rmags in all caps. And then when we have the regular shows right now through the NFL season, Monday, Thursday, and Friday, you can follow all the TTL best bets of the day at Talking The Line. I know, super hard to remember. Mm-hmm. All that being said, yesterday's best bets of the day as a crew, we went four and three. So a positive in my book. Not and bad I- at all. Really wish I would have put out that money line because I got higher and higher on it as the day. (laughs) And it started at 185 and dropped to 160. So next time, I'll just hammer that bad boy. Yes, sir. Regardless, 
Absolutely beautiful day from the TTL crew, and we keep cashing tickets, partner. Yes, sir, we do. All uh, right. Great third, what is it, Friday through Monday? Great th- Friday through Monday? Yeah, so if you followed us through the MLB season, our, our apologies. We never claimed to be MLB handicappers, but we did claim to be sharps when it comes to NFL yes, and college football, and we're definitely backing those words up now. So, enough tooting our own horns. We ain't here to do that shit. We're here to give those winners to you guys when we have them. We ain't got nothing in regards to that, but we do have a L-O-A-D-E-D show yes. in all caps. Uh, we'll talk about week one. We'll uh, kind of give you some of our overall outlooks. We'll go game by game, uh, kind of like we did for the past Friday's show, or uh, two Fridays ago, I guess, uh, when we did the CFB special mm-hmm. edition. Uh, we'll go game by game, talk a little bit about each one, overall outlooks, uh, maybe some betting trends uh, to look through, yep. some different things like that, and then also some guys who had huge fantasy performances. And- right. Is that maybe their ceiling? Are they going to stay there? Are they going to drop? Stuff like that. Sure. Then we'll segue right into week two. We'll talk about uh, games kind of upcoming, some ones that we're already targeting. We actually, in our uh, recording for Wise Words yesterday, yep. our guests kind of uh, targeted us onto a few lines that you guys are definitely going to want to tune into because, little hint, he may or may not be one of the sharpest of the sharps in the NFL market, and he may or may not have used to be on ESPN because of how big his brain is in those NFL markets. So who's to say, who's to say, as we always say, who are we? We don't really know much, <laughs> but what I do know is you probably should tune into wise words tomorrow. So we'll talk about all that. We'll talk about the betting markets. We'll talk about um, maybe some potential waiver targets you should check out in your fantasy league. So we'll be covering everything NFL today, and I will be sure to uh, be the uh, good producer that I can be, you know, Colt 45 has to be the host sometime, has to be the producer, so I'll keep clicking back and forth um, between our recording software and YouTube so I can keep answering it. And then, uh, ooh, 49ers get, dominated the Falcons. Uh, we dominated the Falcons. Oh, yeah. Um, I hope that uh, I hope the Eagles can keep that up, man. We actually talked about that with our guest for White's Words sure last did. night, too. Um, is it just the fact that the Falcons, we might have to come to terms with they're that shitty? And, man, if you, if you guys listen to the NFL previews, I'm talking left, right, and center about Arthur Smith, man. Right. And, you know, I I think we need to everybody relax, but I think the Eagles are that damn good. I think Sirianni has got something going on, and we'll talk about it definitely a, a little bit more in depth. But, man, oh, man, from both sides of the spectrum there. And then uh, I think uh, I think the 49ers have a hell of a shot out of – we actually talked about that too. We covered a shitload with him in the we NFL sure yesterday. We talked about the NFC West in depth uh so that that is definitely something you want to key into as well so we we got some opinions out of that we'll talk there too so holy shit great episode coming tomorrow and we have a boatload to talk about today so my friends strap in get ready first half first segment whatever you want to call it of episode 124 we'll go for about the usual hour maybe bleed into an hour and a half somewhere in there we'll keep it as tight as possible here we go week one recapped all right Let's get right into it. Uh, first things first, my friend. Let's uh, get these bad boys rocking and rolling again. All right. I have wonderful, wonderful issues here. All right, here we go. So, obviously, uh, we'll start Thursday, and then we'll get into Sunday. We'll take a look at uh, yesterday evening as well, and then we'll look at plenty of other stuff in addition. So, there we go. There we have it now. Let me make sure all of this is going good. Yep. All right. So, uh, obviously, we had the Dallas and Tampa Bay game. We talked about that uh, pretty much in depth on Thursday or on Friday's show. Um, gave, gave some pretty good insights and analysis on top of that. Outside of what we really already talked about, I don't know that uh, we can draw a whole bunch from 
from Dallas's production. Um, you know, they looked really solid. They looked really good. Mm-hmm. And everybody's over the moon that Dak Prescott's back, this offense is back, and I'm kind of singing the tune of, oh, 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 wait a minute, just settle down here for a second. Everybody cool out. Because it looked very, very strangely similar to last year's team to me, if, if I'm being honest. You know, get right down to the end of it. They have that opportunity. Dak mm-hmm. forces them down the field. They get the field goal and give the opposing quarterback, who's generally elite, 90 seconds plus to work down the field, and all they yep. need is a field goal. This week, it happened to be Tom Brady. Ouch. And I don't think that they're going to be able to live and die by those field goal games this year. I think they're going to die more often than not. Now, it's for the Bucks, so I kick it to you, partner. Um, I'm kind of worried. I don't know. I know now we have um, uh, the cornerback that got injured. Why am I Oh, uh, Sean Murphy Bunting. Sean Murphy Bunting is definitely out now for at least the next three weeks. He mm-hmm. hit IL, so that's going to be interesting to see how they replace him. They obviously put Jamel Dean in, slotted him in right behind yeah. him, and Dak just targeted him mm, all right. night long. So it's going to be a little bit uh, of a question mark there on defense. And, man, if you watch the season preview that we gave for the, uh, the Buccaneers, we were high as shit on that defense. And now – the front seven was able to still generate their pressure, but that secondary is kind of leaving a little bit to be desired. Right. So they're going to have to clean that up. And then also, I thought the offense would be just a little more explosive. I mean, I know they scored a bunch of points. I know they were really, really good, but a majority of that was just some big A-B bombs. Mike Evans was virtually non-existent. Uh, Chris Godwin had, you know, a, a few drops here or there. He was good. He was good across the board, but I think they just... I was expecting a little bit more cohesion. I might be overreacting a little bit much, but I was just expecting that full cohesion to come. But then I'd think back to it, and fuck, it was last Thursday, and Grouse scored two touchdowns. So what What am I yeah. even talking about at the end of the day? They produce. What do you think? Right. Uh, for the most part, I'm kind of singing your same tunes here. I think I want to see both of these teams once again here. I kind of echo what you're saying about the Bucks defense. I, I I was expecting more from the Bucks defense. I thought their yeah. offense. I mean, maybe uh, you know, thing. I just uh, a fairy tale you would expect after last year. The Bucks to put up 40 points on this Cowboys defense. I think they did what they needed to do in Week One opening night. But that defense, like you said, I was expecting a little bit more. I think for Cowboys fans, you know, I don't think they should be over the moon about their Super Bowl chances and that. I mean, their Super Bowl odds. I actually checked. Went. They got worse coming into today Yikes. which tells me that uh, the books don't think they're going to you know get that far obviously you're a lot more optimistic about Dak Prescott though he looked fantastic he really sure. did sure he did and so I you know I think as far as that you can definitely hang your head on and they get obviously we'll talk about in week two but they get uh, another tough opponent in the Chargers here in week two so I think we're going to learn a lot here uh, another game or so here with the Cowboys coming into this next week sure enough 31-29 final score in case y'all had forgot it Next game up on tap, uh, the first Sunday game, first noon game. We'll get into the Sunday slate here, kind of discuss that. And then once we kind of give our overall outlooks, because I think we'll go pretty fast through these, then we'll kind of dive into the betting trends, some stuff to sure. look at, and then some fantasy stuff to look at too. So we'll just go game by game for uh, uh, to kick things off here. So first game that kicked off the noon slate on Sunday, New York Jets, Carolina Panthers. If you didn't see the uh, Carolina Panthers CGI on Twitter of the <laughs> yeah. fucking Panther going Mixed all over reality the stadium, or that, yeah, whatever that is. 
absolutely electric. Baltimore tried it out last year. If you didn't see that, you guys got to go watch that. It's on their Twitter page, and that shit was yeah. cool as can be. But that's besides the point. 1914 final score. I actually had a little side bet sprinkled on this. I didn't end up playing it. We told you guys to stay away from this one at the five and a half. Dropped yeah. down to three and a half. What the hell's going on? It was a toss up on the spread. And they ended up covering it. Yeah. But either way, well, they didn't cover the five and a half if that's where I would have locked it right. in at. So that really hurts. Either way, I had him uh, over 24 and a half points. Obviously, only needed, Panthers, yeah. Yeah, only needed one more touchdown to get that. I think they get some things figured out offensively. I was really impressed with Sam Donald, honestly. He looked more like a... Uh, Competent. Uh, I don't want to say a general yet, but uh, whatever's below a general. Yeah, that's and, fair. And he's, a poor but, man's general. Yeah, and he's, and he's not a. But there's an actual term for that for crying out. He's loud, not but, seeing ghosts at he, the very yeah, least. Yeah, and he's not a and he's not a corporal anymore. You know, he's 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 got a name for himself, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And, and I think that he continues to build upon that. I think that Robbie Anderson and Darnold connection is very very real. Mm-hmm. I think we need to pay attention to that. Now, as far as Christian McCaffrey goes. Um, do you have the stats right in front of you? Uh, I don't have it pulled hands. up. I know he I had a nice D uh, or a nice uh, nice day. I think he had somewhere around 100 yards on the ground, nine catches, close to 100 yards. So, I mean, he had a pretty yeah, damn so solid he, day. so he's going to continue to uh, produce. And let me see, just uh, just so I got it for you guys. Yeah, he had uh, 21 carries for 98 yards, yeah. 27.7 fantasy points, nine catches for 89 receiving yards so yeah cmc's back to mm-hmm. uh cmc i'm very upset i wasn't able to get my hands on him this year when we turned it into a dynasty league right. son of a beach uh either way man oh man i uh, i think that carolina is going to improve offensively now defensively i was really high on him when we did the season preview so i think that they're going to continue yeah. to do the exact same things that we saw and even though the jets Okay, they're gonna. They're definitely gonna still be the Jets. Sam Don or not Sam Donald. I'm sorry, no, Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson yeah. was running for his absolute life. He did and, the best with what he could, and he did the best with what he could. So I think this uh, Panthers team is gonna be a force to reckon with across the board this season. Yeah. And uh, as far as the Jets, not much I can write home about. Michael Carter hasn't flashed yet. I, I still am waiting to see right. wh- exactly when that'll be. And then the receivers. It looks like they're gonna get back Jamison Crowder this week. That'll definitely help a little yeah. bit, but man, they still just their roster's so just far right? away. Yeah, their roster's not good together. But uh, thoughts overall, partner? Yeah, the one thing as far as the Jets that kind of validates what we talked about in the previews, their running backs combined for 17 carries, 45 yards for a 2.6 average. Um, like you said, Michael Carter, until if or until he um, does break out, that'll obviously help. But until then, this running game is going to be rough. I don't think it matters who they're playing, and you know, like we said, Zach Wilson's going to do the best what he can but he doesn't have a lot to do with what he can so uh props to him i think we're gonna see flashes from zach all season long but it's gonna be a tough one this year jets panthers questions drop them over there second game on the uh tap that was on sunday the noon slate this one we actually uh had as one of our local games being in the illinois chicagoland uh minnesota vikings cincinnati Bengals was mm-hmm. actually a fucking game and a it half was. ended up going to ot and i looked at you as it because you were over here uh while we were watching it and uh, i looked at you i said wouldn't you know yep. a vikings week one game goes to overtime i mean it's just this vikings team is 
in my mind, and I was talking about it when we were talking about it in the season previews, man. I, I think it is very accurate to our prediction. They are the same classic yeah. Mike Zimmer Minnesota Vikings, and I think that's what we're going to see. They struggled, struggled, struggled against the Bengals, for crying right. out loud. Um, a 24-27 shootout. Uh, the uh, the Bengals obviously won with the field goal at the end. Joey B getting his first dub yeah, coming man. back. Hey, and something I got to say, we talked about it, and I said, hey, you know what? I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. You kind of were like, yeah, I think so too. I think this is a bit of an overreaction. I about said John Morant. Jamar Chase <laughs> absolutely silenced yeah. the fucking crowd. <laughs> yeah, he did. Seven targets, zero drops, 105, 110 yards. Yeah, 101, yeah. 101, absolutely electric performance from the man. I was tweeting about it all day mm-hmm. long. Oh, apparently those uh, that white stripe doesn't yeah. mean all too much doesn't to matter. Jamar Chase, does it? So... I am so, so, so happy that uh, I got him on my dynasty team. If you were able to as well, I'm sure you are absolutely ecstatic after kind of the tune that had totally changed going into week one. Everybody was like, sell, 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 stay away. And then he does this, and I left him on my bench. Yeah. Very, very yeah. disappointing. Might have been able to get a dub in right. fantasy with that. But, man, I am excited to see what this Bengals offense can do. Honestly, though. Tyler Boyd a little out of the picture. Yeah. We got to kind of wait and see what's going to happen there. But set it back in the preview. I think all these Bengals receivers are going to have their day to feast, and they're all going to feast at the same time at some point here. Right. Vikings still have a decent defense. They still can get things done from time to time. That's my opinions. I think it's going to be classic Mike right. Zimmer Vikings. And then I yeah. think the Bengals, hey, 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 Zach Taylor might not be so hot after all. Yeah. Hot seat, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 100%. I mean, this definitely cools them off. I mean, the Vikings, man, we're a little bit biased because we obviously we don't like the Vikings. Uh, so we have yeah. some biases there. But I think we're going to see these types of games from them week in and week out. And from a gambling perspective, I might be just staying away from them because I mm. think, I mean, they could have won this game in the third quarter. They could have won this game in overtime. Kirk Cousins, if you look at his stats, his numbers look good. But I mean... When it really, really mattered, he really wasn't that good. He had, obviously, some comeback uh, throws when they were down to get him back into it. But I really th- – I mean, I wanted more from that defense against what we perceived to be uh, an inexperienced Bengals offensive line, not so great Bengals offensive line. So I think they're just so kind of balanced, like slightly above average across the board that they they just won't excel in any area. And like I said, I think they're going to be in a lot of these three-point games, and they're going to be tough to win or lose money on here. Show enough, my friend. I think there's uh, – and we kind of predicted that when we talked about the yeah. uh, Vikings. There's right. going to be a lot of opportunities to fade them, yeah. and, and I think you're spot on. Next game up on tap, the one that nobody predicted. And actually, if you are a gambler and you saw how the money was coming in, you probably knew how the hell this one was going to play uh-huh. out. Jags versus Texans. Uh-huh. The Texans – Win 37 to 21, and it looks like all of these people who just were throwing money at the worst regular season record for the Houston Texans looks to be in bad shape. Wrong team in the division to do so on, apparently. Wrong team in the division right now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Not good to see that from Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer, everything they're trying to put together. I told you guys on Friday. This is going to be a vanilla Daryl Bevel offense, and they're not gonna do shit. I don't know why you didn't believe me if you didn't. So is this uh, and before Zach, I... Zach, I'm sorry. Yeah. I love you, man. I appreciate I appreciate the hell out of you from the moment that we've met you, my guy. But and we say hey, we still love James. We're still high on a lot of these guys fantasy wise, but 
Jeepers yeah, creepers, this does not look good at all. But So to cut in on you, it, would you take our... Does this tell you more about the Jaguars or does this tell you more about the Texans? This doesn't tell me shit about the Texans. I think so, yeah. What I believe is that they are uh, the Keanu Reeves movie. Um, Un Untouchables or the the one where he's on the football team. For the replacements? Replacements, uh, yes. Yeah. That's what they remind me of. Okay, okay. A bunch of old veterans who are just on their way out and they've put them together enough and holy shit, this combination of whatever Tyrod Taylor is leading down there mm -hmm. pulled off a 37 to 21 upset in uh, against the number one overall pick in the 2021 yeah. NFL draft. So I don't know. I see this as a replacements team. I see this as a team that man, maybe they rattle off a few wins here maybe. because they get, uh, uh, they get very, very overlooked. And then teams start to say, okay, we can't go into Houston and Jack around. We got to go murder them. We have to have that mindset going in there. But I do think it does give me a lot for the Jags, man. I uh, it was the exact same thing we saw in the preseason. Yeah. What did I say on Friday? I said if we if we see in the first quarter the exact same things that we saw in the preseason, it's going to be a long year for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and we saw it for all four quarters. I'm a little bit nervous here. Sorry again, Zach, man. I, I hope this is an overreaction on my part in week one, but I am nervous for Urban and Trevor, my friend. Yeah, I'm right there with you on the Ooh. Jags. I, I don't know what to expect. I don't know. Uh, obviously, we'll talk about their week two line here in a minute, but uh, I don't know what to expect from them going forward. I, like you, am a little pessimistic. I don't know if I would go so far as I, I guess I kind of agree with you as far as the replacements on these Texans team. I think it's a lot of guys that are almost playing for another chance and in the next year or two to go to be a role player on a contender like <laughs> yeah. basically a contract year but like get me in get me on to a, you know, a good team because I mean Mark Ingram you know we I, I guess I'm not looking at the full box score I don't know how they involve the rest of this backfield because there's four dudes that you are name noteworthy here in this backfield Mark Ingram 26 carries 85 yards obviously right. the you know average yards per carry isn't great but Brandy Cooks is on this team, five catches, 132 yards. And, I mean, the biggest thing here is that Tyrod Taylor, obviously he's not glamorous, but he doesn't turn the ball over. And he's no. not going to put his team in a position to, you know, lose 37 to 21. Uh, typically, you're surprised to see him put tw uh, 37 points up. But <laughs> the point that I'm trying to make is, uh, you know, I guess I'll save it for uh, this week too, but he's going to keep uh, this Texans game, these Texans games a little closer than you would probably expect, I guess is what I'm trying to say here. Most deaf, my friend. And uh, keeping it just steaming on down to the sure, tracks. Sure. On to the next game, my friends. Uh, still on the afternoon slate here, the noon slate, I'm sorry. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Ooh, baby. Beefalo Bills, hell of a game. I was uh, sitting here sweating that bad boy out, let me tell you that. That was uh, on our secondary TV yep. of the local games. I thought the Bills had that, man. I had the Bills in a fucking teaser and a pick em. Mm -hmm. I had a, I had them at plus a half in a fucking pick em. I wasn't even worried about it, man. And, Stayed and, far and, away. And that, and that was literally the one that he told me he was the most concerned about. I ended up covering the Buccaneers because I bought a touchdown on their eight yep. and a half. I ended up covering them on Thursday night. Mags didn't get it. Mine stayed alive. And then I busted on the one that he was worried about. I guess I didn't check if I would have won yeah. if if Tampa would have covered that Thursday night yeah. teaser. I, I, uh, I, I, I didn't want to look. Yeah. I think I might old deal, but that's kind of how it worked out here. Um, boys and girls, the Steelers' defense is it's legit, man. legit as fuck. Um, Steelers' offense, still leaving a lot yeah. to be desired. I don't know how really strong 
the Bills front seven is. I mean, I, they're good. They got names. They're solid. We talked about it. They'll be able to dial it up from yeah. time to time. But I think Jerry's still out. Is good enough to yeah. keep Najee Harris to 40 yards mm. before garbage time? I, I just, I don't know. I, right. I'm a little nervous about that. And if their whole, the Steelers' whole offseason ploy was, we're getting back to smash right. mouth Steelers football and ground it pound and, and that was not I, it was a weird it was a Sunday. weird finish so and the fact that they just started slanging the rock when they were up and needed to be running the right. clock out i don't know if that was tomlin saying hey get one of those i'm gonna run this team how i want or what that was because mm-hmm. it made no sense yeah. from how we predicted it mm-hmm. and i obviously had what my prop of the weekend Najee over 58 and a half right. and i mean he didn't even come fucking close right so, I don't know. I, I think defense very legit, offense very questionable. Uh, not worried about the Bills at all. Hey, no. keep smashing your tables, kids. There ain't yeah. nothing to be concerned about. This is just one of those that'll slip away in week one. Yeah. It sucks that it happened in Buffalo first time you guys could get the Mafia back in action. But, hey, you'll be all right, I promise. They'll shake out the Kinks offense, defense, everything looks good. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, yeah. Not concerned whatsoever about these Buffalo Bills. Still very high on them, especially their offense. Like I was kind of saying, I apologize for interrupting. But I, I think the jury's still out on the Bills' defense. I think they'll be solid. But I, yeah, I'm concerned about the Steelers' offense, man. But this yeah. defense is damn good. They had that. I mean, I, if they have a defensive touchdown, special teams touchdown, I'd be shocked if they don't win that game. They obviously had the punt block touchdown, sure. or because it's really going to take, unless especially against good teams like this, it's going to take a defensive touchdown, a special teams touchdown, or one huge play on offense for them to win a game and. I think more often times than not, they'll probably get it. Um, a save for maybe a few of the most dominant teams in the league. But, you know, I, I could be mistaken. I think the Steelers actually Super Bowl odds got worse as well despite this win, and which kind of just tells me, me. kind of just tells me that, you know, Steelers fans see this win. They're going to pour money onto it. The books don't think they'll get it done. So uh, I guess the jury's still out. But, man, this Steelers defense is going to be dangerous. Yeah, most definitely. And, you know, I don't think they can live or die also off of Chase Claypool ripping a one out of the sky right. And, right. and they can't they can't live on that yeah they do they're, they're they definitely can, want to find more yeah, they, they, they have to and i mean hey we talked about it here on sunday deontay johnson has to stay healthy up. and he has to stay on the field hey you're starting to use my saints all right uh so there we go there we have it let's keep it moving keep it grooving the proverbial train that is the ttl pod steam it down the tracks uh drop your questions in you got anything there any bets anything in between hey we're here to answer and we want to connect with you nothing off limits keep them rocking keep them rolling next, next game up on the tap our best bet mm. of the weekend arizona cardinals plus three we took that should have took their money line because they put a yep. beat down on the tennessee titans and mike vrabel 38 to 13 mm-hmm. Sheepers, creepers. Uh, I was a little bit low on the Cardinals defense, uh, and I need to backtrack a lot there because Chandler Jones dropping off, or was it Chandler Jones? Yeah, Chandler yes, Jones. Chandler Jones five sacks. dropping five sacks. Absolutely incredible. Um, looked like Chandler Jones of old. He said, You pay me, I'll produce for you. Don't Seriously. you worry. Uh, Buda Baker looked absolutely terrific. I had a hard time picking him out for a while mm-hmm. with all these damn jersey numbers changes, all that <laughs> stuff. I can't figure out who's who out there. And and we even admittedly we we looked yeah. at each other and we're like, 
Man, this is actually fucking me up more than I'd like to admit. Like, I feel like I didn't by last think it was night, be bad. I think by last night it was starting to it was starting to figure itself a, out for in my in my own brain. There was a couple guys like Marquise Brown messed with me to start things okay. off, and then I kind of yeah, started yeah, yeah. getting with it. So I think I'll eventually get with yeah. it. But man, in, in there was the, a few in that game, it absolutely screwed with me for sure. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then I I jumped up and down. I was like, Julio touchdown! Oh fuck, AB still number eleven. Yep. Oh that dad, jeez. Yep. Oh, so I mean, I'm all types of messed up. So <laughs> it looks like Julio with the number 11 it does, it does. it's insane he looks just like him it's insane he, i mean they are the they are such they are receiver cut from the same cloth they are they have such a similar play style and i really hope that this week one julio performance is just the outlier yeah i i and and i told you too ha 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 i did tell you in order for julio to <laughs> pro- <laughs> oh, in order for julio to produce he needs a good running game yeah what i tell you yesterday derrick henry 10 carries for nine yeah, yards going into the fourth quarter. It's not good. They need to get that run, and I think Julio's going to be just fine. I think this Titans offense is going to be okay. I got to see it another week. I though, know, man. That was very, very worrisome. I don't know if the Cardinals' defense is that damn good. I was low on them going into this year, but holy cow. No questions in my mind, Cardinals' offense. I don't even need to waste any time there. They're going to be good as all shit. Right. Um, but the Titans' defense going to continue to be really, 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 really bad. Um, so if they're facing a good opponent, man, I think you fade the Titans for the time being. I would say so too, and obviously we'll talk about it again. The line's a little interesting week too, but you and I, you basically said it. We kind of spot on predicted this Cardinals offense to do this. We at least thought the Titans offense was going to put up 24, 30 points. At least a shootout. And, you know, it would have made more sense if the Falcons put up 30 points with Arthur Smith in Atlanta, but Atlanta comes out and lays a goose egg with Arthur Smith, former Titans coordinator. What is going on? And the Titans come out and do this, and it's <laughs> embarrassing, and Derrick Henry looks terrible, and Ryan Tannehill is no good, and the Cardinals uh, defensive seven is getting mass amounts of pressure. I don't know. I don't know what Pinning to expect. it real quick, mm-hmm. maybe the Arthur Smith offensive tree and scheme is just no good. Maybe defenses know. have figured it out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think that's an overreaction, but uh, like you said, I think the Titans offense will figure itself out here eventually, because they obviously still have some great pieces, but that was concerning. I'll be honest. That was just more than concerning. Concerning with a capital C. Yeah. Moving right along, my friends. We'll talk about it a little bit more in depth, so don't you worry. Seattle Ski Quacks and the Blue Horseshoe mm-hmm. Indianapolis Colts. Uh, 12th man looked absolutely terrific. Yep. Go Hawks. Mr. Unlimited mm-hmm. was slanging the rock. Uh, was actually really surprised going into the fourth quarter. Uh, DK Metcalf had no catches. Yeah. That was a little weird. I, that I don't know what his number was. He finished with a he, decent he number. He ended up finishing decent, but it was kind of weird that he yeah. didn't have much production uh, and concerning that it all came in garbage time. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Lockett, like I said, looked absolutely terrific. That running game still 16 leaves. for 91. Not bad. Okay, that's so pretty not, damn good. That's pretty damn good. I thought that it would be a little bit less. I I want to say that there were a few that were just big big rushes though. Maybe, maybe I don't maybe know. Maybe I was maybe I was just a little bit off. I I hope that that does not make Carroll change the entire game yeah. plan because letting Russ cook, running the play action game, and allowing that running game to produce from time to time to get them in good spots. Right. Is the formula. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking change that. Yeah. Get get your team back to the playoffs. Right. I mean, you see it. Man, and, and I'm afraid Russ struggles one game and Carroll just out the window. And I'm a little afraid that's going to happen. But, man, oh, man, if they play like they did this is the Seahawks, Seahawks are back. Yeah. Seahawks are back. They look damn good. Now, also, flip side of the coin. Don't want to overreact, but 
gum. what the hell's going on with the Colts? Yeah, man? I don't know, What's man. happening here? Uh, is, is, is Carson Wentz cursed, man? I don't want to say that. I hope he turns it around, but doggone, man. It, it didn't look well. It didn't look good. Now, granted, his number one receiver, T.Y., T.Y., you know, he, he's out of town, right. out of commission, out of commission. Uh, I just don't love their weaponry. I don't I don't either. It, it, it leaves me very puzzled in, in how to actually – I don't know how to evaluate Because then him. you got fucking Zach Paschal out of nowhere catching yeah. a one-handed grab at the end of the game. And they still got a guy or two out on their offensive line. Oh, uh, Pittman was virtually yeah. non-existent. Uh, I was expecting Pittman to really elevate his game here. It it just leaves so many doggone question marks. I can't even really give an honest opinion of these guys because I just I don't know what we see from the Blue Horseshoe. And, and I thought... I thought that a lot of question marks would get alleviated with Carson Wentz 100% year yeah. ago. Maybe he's not 100% healed. Maybe they hurried him back. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. What are you thinking? I'm thinking, Will, I think they'll struggle for the first few weeks with some of these injuries. And then I think maybe it might be too late, but you know, come week six, seven, eight, I think they'll be much more efficient, much more effective in all facets of the game. But I think they're lacking some weapons to really keep up with a team like the Seahawks because they were just just flat out super efficient. 18 for 23, only 23 for Russell Wilson, but 18 out of 23, 250 yard, 254 yards, four touchdowns. I mean, that's as efficient, efficient as it gets. Um, and, you know, as far as what we see from the Seahawks on a game plan, what you got? So, late breaking. That's why you tune into the Talking the Line podcast. You don't have to go check any social media outlets. You don't have to be tuned into anything. We deliver to you right here, straight from the source. Breaking. Handful of offensive coaches have tested positive for COVID-19 out of the Saints organization. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we still are living in this damn pandemic, and Uncle COVID keeps showing his ugly ass head. I'm getting about damn sick and tired of his ass, but... <laughs> It does call into question the game with the Panthers come here Sunday. Per the Saints, we'll be just fine. In quotes. I hope that uh, we don't start having this issue again right. this year because we ain't rescheduling them this year. And if there's any issues for unvaccinated guys or whatever, it's going to cause all types of issues. Right. So, something to think about. We'll see. Please continue, partner. Um, no, so I guess I'll pick up right where I left off. As far as the Seahawks, is Pete Carroll going to pound the rock because of what he did with Chris Carson being really efficient? I think we'll see that this week. Maybe I think it might be a game-to-game -game basis because they do have Tennessee this upcoming week. If they don't let Russ cook and throw 30-plus times in that game, I don't know what the hell they're doing yeah. because Russell Wilson should absolutely dominate that secondary in Tennessee. And yeah, I think yeah. it's in Seattle this time around. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. But I think we'll uh, have a few more answers as far as what that coaching staff is going to do with this offense going forward here next week. Most deaf, just about halfway through. Kids, we'll pick up the pace just a little bit so we got some extra time uh, for the value we're finding everything. Uh, the week two look ahead will be just a little bit shorter because obviously we're going to have picks. still shows and picks and everything right. still to tell you guys, but just some of the early shit we're seeing. Next game up. Philadelphia Eagles, Atlanta Falcons. Already kind of talked about it just well, a little bit to start the show. Courtesy of you, Nate. Appreciate you again, my guy. Uh, Philadelphia obviously won 32-6. Fly, Eagles, fly. Shout out to my man, RJ Humes. If you are watching live or are, uh, watching the recording at some point in time, love you, my guy. Um, 
Philadelphia fans might have a uh, ray of shining light going yeah. on here. Also, my guy Josh Tolentino from ISU, hashtag roll birds, a couple of birds sitting right here, is now a writer ah, that's for right. the Philadelphia Inquirer, insider for the Philadelphia Eagles, coming from the athletic. Talk about a guy doing some shit. Graduated same time we did, so uh, only hope to live up to half the measure of what that man's doing right now. But just popped into my head. Wanted to give him a shout there. Back to the Eagles. You know, I think Sirianni might have a little something here. The whole league was laughing at him. Rock, paper, scissors, his whole shit, the way he talks, the way he carries himself, dapping up his, his players on the sideline. He's got his own, you know, the, the special coaches or the special player handshakes, all that shit. We used to do it when we were players. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Coaches don't do that with their players yeah. in the NFL. He might have a formula going on. Maybe. And hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I know I'm a little biased. You watch the show. Roll some bits tied. I love to see my boys producing in the NFL. Yeah. Man, Jalen Hurts looks great. Devontae Smith looked great. First yeah. touchdown play. Uh, that team looks really, really damn good. Obviously, I don't know how much we can hang on the defense yet because the defense was a big, 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 yeah. big question mark in our mind. So I think we still got to, hey, we got to see a little bit from them. And, and I honestly believe that. The Falcons are just that bad. And I am sorry, Falcons fans. I don't think it's going to be blowing halftime leads in the fourth quarter anymore. I, I think you guys are just going to be getting piped. Okay. And I'm sorry. And that might be an overreaction. That might be crazy. Uh. Arthur Smith might have it figured out because I was high as shit on Arthur Smith. I'm still high on Matt Ryan. I'm still pretty high on Calvin Ridley. Still pretty high on Mike Davis. But... Damn, am I scared after them getting absolutely torched by Sirianni's Eagles. I don't know about you, partner, but, man, I, uh, I'm i looking forward to getting some advantageous lines, if yeah. you will, on these Philadelphia Eagles. Now. I, I think so, too. I think this next week will really tell a bigger story, obviously, that may go without saying. But just based on who they're playing this next week, I think it's going to tell a better story. Because this game was the one that I was my biggest question mark as far as what we were going to see in this game, what we see from these teams throughout the year. And I was leaning towards the Falcons. I Like you, I thought Arthur Smith was going to uh, you know, put up 20-plus points, not six. Matt Ryan, 21-35, to 35, 164 yards for a 4.7 average. That is as bad as it gets. Uh, Kyle Pitts, four catches, had eight targets, 31 yards. So I think, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say they're going to be this bad the entire season. I have to imagine they'll get considerably better from six points down, giving up 32. But uh, I, I'm i nervous. And, uh, you know, the Eagles get the 49ers, like our buddy was saying. So that, I I mean, if they come out and smack the Niners in the mouth, then, yeah, we might have a team on our hands Ooh, here. But, uh, and that could happen because we'll talk about yeah. it in the 49ers and Lions <laughs> recap. What the hell's happening there? But yeah, I, I don't know. I'm with you, I don't man. Know. I'm with you, man. There's, there's, uh, cause Hertz looked good, man. Oh, he did. Hertz looked fucking yeah, good. Smith looked good. Yeah, Reader looked solid. There's question marks. Yeah. There's question marks, but I think Eagles fans, you got a ray of shining hope. I, <laughs> I was not this high in the season preview, and now mm -hmm. all of a sudden I'm, I'm getting excited about the Eagles' chances here. So there you go. There you have it. Let's keep it moving. Next game on tap. Son of a bitch. Our early season favorite, Chargers mm. football team. Football team being the early season favorite. Uh, I did a little live money line sprinkle on them bad boys when it got up to plus 150. I said, oh, that's beautiful. Let me take it. Couldn't pull it off. Lost to the Chargers 2016 if yep. you missed it. Um, 
obviously now we got Fitzpatrick. Oh, ho, ho, Fitzmagic is out for at least four to six weeks. And now we got Taylor Heineke. Heineke looked decent, my man. He didn't look bad. You know, he's got the legs. Uh -huh. he, he's got a little bit more of that prowess sure. than Fitzpatrick does. And I uh, hope you guys continue to tune in to For My Ensembles. I know I just <laughs> I continue to just absolutely destroy it every time. Um, but that being said, I, I, I don't think I'm concerned about this offense yet. I don't think I'm concerned. I was... I, everything that I saw from the Chargers defense is exactly what I believe I predicted yeah. and what I talked about. I even talked about it on Friday's show. I said, man, they're back. They're healthy. They're going to look good. My best bet of the weekend, well, one of them was the under 44 and a half mm -hmm. in that game. Stayed well under at the 20 to 16. So, ah, man, I, I think... I think the football team rebounds. I think I'm still going to stick firm. I mean, I obviously have to. I locked it in. But I'm going to still stick firm yeah. with them winning the NFC East. Ish. Ish. Uh, and then, as far as the Chargers go, man, I think they're in business. I think so, I too, think man. This validated, this validated all of my – it wasn't even concerns. It was like, I just need to see it first. And, and it validated – me saying yeah. no sophomore slump no. for Justin Herbert. He looked absolutely terrific. Picked up right where he left off against probably what's going to finish as a top five yeah. defense in the league. So give me all of the Chargers from week to week now. Yeah. No, no, no questions in my mind. I'm Cause, alleviated because they all. They, it's. I mean, the football team's defense didn't play bad. No. The Chargers no. made the correct adjustments. Uh, the football team probably play, played a little too much man. I can't. I think it was Keenan Allen Stay said. I think it was Keenan Allen that said. Um, if uh, if these guys play man, we're just going to eat it all day. And Keenan Allen had nine catches for 100 yards. So I think the Chargers are going to be damn, damn good. They only put up 20 points. But as we're talking, this football team's defense is pretty damn good. I, too, think the football team bounces back just because I think that defense makes some corrections and uh, has a better game plan going forward from a week-to-week -week basis because there'll be the Thursday night game this week. And, uh, you know, I've got some high yeah, hopes for them this week. Show up for sure. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, have got – some high opinions, some things I'll definitely be looking at in that game. Can't wait to break all of that mm -hmm. action down. But that does it. Everything uh, there for the football team and the Chargers. Keep it moving. Keep it grooving. If you guys got your questions, keep dropping them in. Drop them down. Anything you got. Nothing off limit. Limits. Limits. The after. The aforementioned. The aforementioned 49ers and Lions yep. game. MCDC's Lions tried to sneak in the back door, and you should have saw the look on this guy's face as those sons of bitches they did were giving him yeah. the most undeserved sweat no. of his life. Now, if you listened to the Talk in the Line podcast on Friday, you got the cash money win. If you sat around, you goofed around, you said, oh, let me listen to these big names that just know everything they're talking about, but really aren't verified at all, and maybe you should uh, actually check who you're getting your picks from and if they're playing <laughs> all of their picks. But what do I know? Um, that's just me sipping my tea. Uh, all that being said, we got the cover. If you followed all of them, you didn't get the cover. So I'm a little bit concerned. I got to tell you the truth. For? The 49ers. Okay. I, I think Shanahan offensively will be okay. But, okay. but, 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 now... Your early season prediction is one of the better running backs that is kind of going to be a sleeper. Raheem Mostert now out yeah, for out at for least eight weeks. So now, hey, honestly, we'll talk, actually, I'll just say it now. Elijah Mitchell, upgrade, 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 ah. upgrade, running back. He put up 106 yards last week. However, also tweeted this from the Talking the Line page. Trey Sermon 
and Jermichael Hasty and restart the San Francisco 49ers yeah. running back carousel. It goes round and round once again here in 2021. Yeah. So I'm a little concerned about that. Passing production-wise, boy, oh boy, Garoppolo looked bad. I think you need to get Trey Lance in there. Much like you just need to get fucking Justin Fields in there, Nagy. But I digress. Um, You know, not worried. Well, actually, I'm a little worried about them defensively. I, you know, DeAndre Swift, he's good. He's dope. He's sick. But that's the 49ers defense. And their rush defense has been damn, 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 damn good. And yes, it was in some garbage time. And yes, they might have been playing a little lackluster. The bend don't break. But still, man, that scares the shit out of me. That, that, I, you give them an elite, elite, elite running game. DeAndre Swift's good, but not elite. You give him them an elite running game. I'm interested to see what we see. And I'm still singing the same tune on the Lions. Goff's bad. Goff's terrible. That offense is god awful. Mm-hmm. That defense, I don't want to touch. Hey, um, yeah, <laughs> nothing great to write home about For the sure. Motor City Lions, my friend. Yeah, as far as the 49ers, I think once again against these Eagles team, I think we might have some better answers there. I'm singing a little bit different of a tune here. I think they kind of just, and it's not good. You never want to do this, but I think they fell asleep at the wheel in the fourth quarter, offensively and defensively. And, you know, I think I told you this. I believe it was. I think this Lions team is going to do this pretty often this season where they're going to be, you know, getting ass blown out by 24 points. And then all of a sudden they're going to be covering these double digit spreads at the very end because the team falls asleep at the wheel and Jared Goff's got wide open middle of the field here because I mean, throughout the, it was 38 to 17 going into the fourth quarter. And then they, uh, like I said, they fell asleep at the wheel and then through as far as the run defense, it was a little concerning. My best Jared Goff impression. Yeah. they did. It was a little concerning, but I think it was just a style of defense. I think they their game plan was that if the Lions hit big plays, that's their only chance of beating us. So I think they were happy or content with giving up the middle of the field to those runs. That's yeah. kind of where I'm thinking. But like I said, I think we'll have some more questions answered here in week two against Philly. I do believe you are correct, my friend, but we'll talk about that in a little while. Let's keep the uh, proverbial podcast train steaming on down the tracks with... The other one of our best bets of the weekend, the Denver Broncos mm. minus three against the New York Giants was a little bit of a sweat early on, but handled business. The Broncos got the win 27 to 13. Fangio's boys look dialed up defensively. Teddy covers, baby. Oh, and Teddy covers all day long. Teddy, two gloves. My man talked about him all last week. I was so damn excited when they gave him the uh, starting spot because that just put the Broncos value against their spread mm-hmm. every single week through the damn roof. Yep. And I think I'm going to be targeting again here in week two. We'll talk about that in just a little while. But before we dive deep into that, I think the Broncos are going to be a force to uh, be reckoned with. Uh, Melvin Gordon, you know, you got that real nice lucky breakaway in garbage yeah. time yeah. at the end. <laughs> yeah. You were absolutely loving that for yeah. fantasy purposes. But I mean, aside from that, it aside was. Aside from that, it was pretty damn brutal. Yeah. And I hope that Javante Williams can eventually fill that void. Yeah. I hope they start to work him in and, and allow him to produce and don't let him turn into just kind of a muddy backfield back like happened to Philip Lindsay because Philip Lindsay did not look bad at all in Houston. I know we didn't really talk about him, but yeah. he didn't look too bad at all over the weekend. So I'm a little concerned about that running game. They really got to start allowing Javante Williams to produce because uh, Gordon outside of that one big play did not look good at all. Jerry Judy out for the foreseeable future now too, so that's a big hit, but that definitely elevates Cortland Sutton, definitely elevates K.J. Hamler Mm -hmm. and Patrick. 
um uh shit what Patrick. Tim Patrick Tim Patrick yeah, yeah Tim Patrick um so it, it definitely elevates all those guys and those guys are well within their rights to produce right. sucks for Jerry Judy man uh, he had some it was it was better news than expected better news though than yeah expected but definitely out for a little while some now. people thought he like snapped his fucking yeah. leg was out for the year yeah I don't yeah. know I don't know how what his timetable is though no question marks defensively for me uh keep dialing it up Fangio and the boys and everything that I feel like I pretty much predicted for the Giants came true yeah. They're ass offensively, they're ass defensively, and as much as I hate to say it, man, it's 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 not going to be good for the Giants. Still, I it does not change anything I was singing uh, uh, last week. Yeah, I think they might be decent against some mediocre to bad teams, which maybe doesn't say that much. Um, but basically, Whoopee! yeah, I mean Daniel Jones against teams that have good pass rushes is going to struggle, gonna and uh, I think we're going to see that once again here on Thursday night. And uh, you know, obviously, like kind of like I said, I think he might have some success against uh, the teams that don't have good pass rushes. So there might be some games where you're not expecting him to perform well, and he does. But you don't draft a four-round quarterback just to uh, play well against bad teams. You do it uh, to play a good week in and week out. And uh, he just isn't that when uh, when the pass rush is coming. And I think we're going to see that uh, in at least half their games this year. So that kind of answered my question. They had uh, Saquon limited. I don't think that matters too much. Obviously, he helps if he's full a full go, but you know, kind of the theme with the offseason, uh, you know, passing is just more efficient, and uh, you know, running the ball into loaded boxes isn't going to do much for you in the long run. No, so we'll see what we get from him. Show enough. And before we move into the next game, I know it's going to hurt my partner's heart. Mm. Uh, before we do that, um, what I believe, and because I'm just kind of looking at time now, what what I'm seeing, what I'm thinking, what I'm believing, uh, I can't remember if I changed it to 11 or 11.30 on the Twitter. It just seems like either we're going 11 or 11.30 mm. either way. But I think the best way that these Tuesday shows are going to work is the more interactive you guys are because we're obviously not going to have as much time to go through the week one projections. I'll probably just run through game by game quick and like oh yeah here's some of the early lines i'm looking week at two, you mean yeah or week two yeah i apologize and then mags oh yeah here's some of the stuff i'm looking at um maybe some fantasy guys because we definitely want to save the time for motivation minutes and some good updates our mag sidebar all that stuff too so um definitely going to be the most valuable if you guys jump in and drop a bunch of questions down and everything during the week one that way we can kind of segue some of that stuff and already take care of some of the stuff that we would cover in week two anyway so make sure you jump in hey nothing's off limits we're cool guys we're average joes just like you we just do a shitload of research and uh, we do this as a profession and for a living but hey we want to connect with you guys we we absolutely love doing that nothing's off limits drop some shit on over yonder in that chat but Next game on tap, Green Bay Packers, New Orleans Saints. Burn the tape. Yikes. Burn the tape. uh, per partner, I I mean, I can pretty much take every word out of his mouth before he even says it. It's it's the doggone one game a year that you see this from the Packers. Now, 38-3 is a little bit more severe than it typically has been in the past, but... Also, Aaron Rodgers has never played well in the state of Florida in his entire career, so... That's one thing that you really got to look at there. The whole travel nonsense, everything going on. Partner, I'll give you plenty of time for the floor. <laughs> I promise. I promise. But one thing that I really think we can draw here is that the Saints defense is fucking legit. Yeah. The Saints defense is one that we were talking loads and loads of trash on pretty much the entire offseason, that there was going to be a lot of gaping holes. And boy, oh boy, did they live up to it. And I think we can say. Jameis Winston's back. Jameis Winston looked damn good, and we actually were pretty high on the Packers defensively. I think the Packers looked okay, 
Jameis just was able to pick them apart. Yeah. And man, oh man, I think the Saints are going to be somebody to be reckoned with after we told you guys to stay the hell away from him and they might flop. I think they might be somebody good. And I think you should just relax on the Packers. I think they'll be back. Grammy P, if you're watching live, she's also the other resident <laughs> Packers fan. She was about to jump off the edge of the cliff on FaceTime with me on Monday. What the hell's going on with my Packers? <laughs> I think they're dead. Hey, hey, We'll be all they're right. They're all right. They're all right. But I digress. Partner, please, both from an NFL analyst standpoint, but from the cheesehead heart I know you possess, what are you feeling about your pack? Yeah, pretty similar here, man. I think we'll be fine. This is obviously, this was a kick in the nards. It was embarrassing. Uh, my man Aaron. I left to go get a slushy and they yeah, scored two my touchdowns. Man, my man Aaron, I mean, LaFleur said the words embarrassing and it was. And Rodgers was like, I don't know if I'd use those words. I would use those words. It was embarrassing. But uh, like I said, I think they'll be fine. Defensively, I was high on the Packers' defense, or at least improving. Yeah. And I still am because we've got our new uh, D.C. Joe Barry. I think we're going to learn a lot about him, though. The biggest issue, I mean, comparing the two defenses, the Saints played so tight on these receivers off the line of scrimmage, and it gave us problems all game long, whereas the Packers' defense gave the Saints a five- to eight-yard cushion on every single play, and they picked us apart, and we couldn't do anything about it. So I'm hoping that... Uh, obviously, they should see that and make some necessary changes. But uh, like you said, and like I've been saying for what's today, Tuesday for 48 hours, I think we'll be fine. We've got a nice, uh, hopefully a very nice win coming up on Monday night against the Lions to get ourselves right in Lambeau. And, uh, you know, like you said, though, the Saints defense looked damn good. And uh, I think I think that we're going to see a nice season from them. And. We'll see some more from Jameis, obviously. I was expecting another pick or two from him, but uh, he protected the ball pretty well, Ooh, so we'll see what we see from him going forward. Five Tudor McButters and zero interceptions. Mm -hmm. Holy sheet. Mm -hmm. I think that LASIK might have done a thing or two, my friends. <laughs> I don't know. Who am I to say? But I think uh, I think old Jameis is in a good spot. All right, let's keep it rocking and rolling here, my friends. Two. Cleveland Browns mm. versus the Kansas City Chiefs live from Arrowhead for the first time. That place was rocking, yeah. boy. It, my, it, it, probably, in my opinion, it was the most electric one uh, stadium out of all of week one. I mean, it was pumping. Um, you know, Browns had it the whole doggone time, but you give the Kansas City Chiefs an inch. They've showed it time and time yep. again. They're going to take 50 miles and couldn't get the pun off. Put them in plus territory. Very easy sudden change. Dink, dunk. Touchdown. Touchdown. And there you go. You lose the game, 33-29. I called it, boys and girls. I called it. I called it. Every analyst in their dog saying, oh, Browns are getting this rematch. This is a damn good team. They're getting their playoff win back. Watch it happen. I said it ain't happening week one, but they are going to make it back to the playoffs. You go ahead. Go back and search. <laughs> Call me crazy now. Feel free to quote me later. You know what I say, but. They'll make it back to those playoffs, and they'll get this lick back, too, because this one hurt even more. I don't think that playoff one hurt enough. I think this one hurt just where it needed to, and I think the Browns come out swinging. That is a very dangerous team. That is a very dangerous defense. Baker needs to remove the head from between the legs still from time to time. A few questionable plays, but still damn, damn, damn good and has plenty of weapons to do so. I'm sure OBJ being out didn't help the most. But I'm still super high on that defense. Give me all of them from week to week still. And then the Chiefs, man. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. Chiefs I can't, are the Chiefs. I can't really build anything. It's, no, a, it's, it's a broken it's banjo. It's a broken <laughs> yeah. drum. Whatever the hell you want to call it. I, I can't I can't say any more about the Chiefs. But 
man, I think Stefanski gets the boys whipped back into shape. We see good stuff here from the dog pound in week two. Yeah, I'll save some time. I think these are going to be the top two teams in the in the Shit, entire yeah. AFC, if not uh, potentially the, the NFL. I think we'll see them again in January playing each other once again, kind of like you're saying, your partner. I'll Shit, save yeah. some time on this one. All right, final three, my friends. Miami Dolphins at New England Patriots. Oh, goodness gracious, all Friday. Um, Patriots should have won this game by a touchdown. Woo! They should have, and they had it right there, and Damian Harris fumbles it on the 7, yep. 8, whatever the hell it was. 15, 20, 50, I don't even whatever know. Whatever it was. Either way, son of a bitch, or else we would have gone perfect 3-3 three and three mm. on our best bets on the three, spread. 3-4-3. Three. Three, three for three, three, yeah. whatever the hell <laughs> I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying yeah, anymore. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we've gone 100% on those bad boys, so. Because Mac but, Jones outplayed Tua. Yes, he did. He flat out outplayed him. Yes, he did. 150%. No question about it. The Patriots defense looked terrific. Mm-hmm. Like I told you it would. They seem to be the Patriots defense of old. But I am just a tad bit concerned. I said it yesterday and kind of sparked all of us doing the Tuesday editions like this. I said it yesterday. I'm afraid that this is the new look Patriots. I'm afraid that... They're going to be in these games, and more often than not, they'll win them. But sometimes they're going to be on the seven-yard line. They're going to fumble, and they're going to fuck your bet when they should have won it by a touchdown. I'm a little concerned about that aspect, especially it being against the Dolphins. I mean, Dolphins still obviously got plenty of things that they can lean on and and draw from that game in their own right. I mean, Jalen Waddle to a connection off the effing charts, for crying out loud. So I'll buy into that for now. I'm worried about this defense, uh, the Dolphins' defense. Eh, nothing really that that showed me that, okay, uh, okay, uh, yeah, maybe I'm a little bit wrong. I, I think they're just going to be that mediocre defense. Jalen Phillips showed a little flash here or there. Um, but overall, I think this is a game that you really got to draw for the New England Patriots, and we learned the most about from the Patriots is that they have a good team. But in my opinion, I'm a little worried that this, this is the new-look Patriots. They're going to be terrific on defense. They're going to be good on offense, but it's going to be a bonehead play from a receiver or a running back that's going to cost them a game. Not Mac Jones, because Mac Jones okay. looks freaking terrific. Okay. And I think it's going to be a bonehead play that's going to cost them. Because 17-16 to a fucking division dol- rival Dolphins when they've got... That was my damn analysis. They've won the first game out of all of them the last four years after yeah. splitting the last four years. I mean... Come on! I'm less concerned than you are. Just this. Where yet? Go ahead. I'm less concerned than you are. I'm. A, I guess it, I'm. As far as the grand scheme of the AFC, I'm a little more concerned than I was coming in. I don't know that they can match up against the the Chiefs, Browns, Bills, and I guess I wouldn't have said that they would beat them. Uh, you know, before this started, but I guess I think it, there might be more of a gap than I was originally expecting, and maybe it's an overreaction, but. I think they'll be fine uh, against the rest of the AFC and the rest of their opponents this year. Sure. I, you know, these these division games, especially these two teams, the last couple of years are just dog fights, and I I think they'll finish some more drives. And you know, Mac Jones was fantastic, but his first game, I I think he can only improve on that. So I'm I'm a little more optimistic going forward than uh, than you appear to be, my friend. All right, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, got to confirm what this is, but another that's why you tune in. Uh, this is okay, yeah, this is Washington football team. So, Antonio Gibson, uh, limited with a potential shoulder injury here, my friends. Not what you want to see from some people's RB1s. Uh, it is a short week, so <laughs> there's something to relax about. 
fuck your thumb over there, pal. Mr. I don't, uh, I don't need the additional anxiety. Owner right now. and general manager of the Gibsons of Anarchy. Anarchy. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah the learning. Gibsons of Anarchy. Yeah, very, very. Well, you got JD missing. All right, missing, all right. Last, no, I actually got rid of him. Uh, oh, yeah, so a little bit concerned. Uh, might have to uh, go search in the waiver wires here. Uh, so my friends, yeah, I definitely need that handcuff. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> Write it down, JD. <laughs> I gotta think about that. Nah, I okay. can't. Even, I can't. You're gonna be ahead of me in the waivers. I can't even be an asshole and try and scoop him up. All right, here we go. <laughs> Wrapping up week one preview Sunday night football game. My Bears versus the Los Angeles Rams. Now the Rams lived up to all of my predictions. Everything that I said, everything that I thought. Uh, I'm still high on McVay for coach of the year. I now even put. Matthew Stafford into MVP conversations this early. I don't care if you think that's an overreaction. He looked damn good. They ripped the cover off of the Bears defense all night long. So let me start there. There goes my NFL analyst hat, and here comes the Bears oh hat. Oh, boy. Start with folks. Now, I said <laughs> this was going to be an issue in a fucking half. I, I, I said it was going to be an issue weeks ago. The playoff defense of old is gone. It's done. The glaring hole, the secondary. We didn't have a damn quarterback, cornerback, defensive back signed before week one. We had one on the fucking active roster. So we got that figured out. We had him good to go. Everything seemed to be in good shape. All right, let's get it going. Hey, 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 big time. We got all pro Eddie Jackson heading up that secondary. What in the shit is going on, Ed? Come on, man. What are <laughs> we on, doing? Ed. What are we doing, Eddie? This can't happen. You have to be the general of this secondary. I cannot see you missing tackles. It can't happen. 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 And boys, while we're at it, you both would eat me for breakfast. I welcome it if you'd like to, if you hate me that much, but it's an analyst. It's my job. I gotta say it. Khalil Mack, Bobby Quinn, we need some fucking pressure off the edge, boys. We are paying you both too damn much to generate no motherfucking pressure at all. And I don't care if you're getting fucking double teamed. What does Aaron Donald do for crying out loud? I can't watch it, kids. I can't watch it. We gotta, we gotta improve. But the problem is, is that that defense is quickly going out the window and dwindling by the second. And this three- to four-year implementation Nagy offense is really looking like it's reaching the end of its rope because we're in year four now. And, folks, I'm sorry to say it. You know me. I'm I'm one of the biggest Justin Fields truthers there is out there. I've been on the kid's side since he was a freshman mm -hmm. in Suwanee, Georgia, uh, in high school. I, I'm not just a homer of this guy because he's a bear. I've, I've been high as hell on him when he went to college in Georgia, Georgia, then transferred to Ohio State. I follow the story. I, I'm a huge Justin Fields fan. What he has done as a player is extremely, extremely impressive. And I am starting to think that even Justin Fields can't save this. I am afraid, and this might be me falling off the face of the fucking earth, that I think Matt Nagy breaks fucking Justin Fields. I think that if he gives him the full reins of this doggone offense, and you might want to tell me to back off of the cliff here just a little bit, relax, Man. Colt. He hmm. got into the end zone. <laughs> I won't. He got into the end zone. He looked okay. <laughs> you know, it opens up the RPO game. Great. We can't run RPOs every fucking play. And great. I love that he is more accurate. I love that he is more production happy, if you will, than every other fucking quarterback we've had over the last two decades. But ladies and gentlemen, 10 decades. I'll agree with that too. <laughs> hey, 
You can't have an A dot of six and a half yards and expect to succeed anywhere. That might be an overreaction, but I'm, I'm really damn concerned across the board, and we need to put Justin Fields in now. Put him in now. Stop waiting. Stop dicking around. Stop screwing around. There's no reason to wait any longer because fucking Andy Dalton had a 35.8 QBR. We're just going to keep slotting that in. We just love that. We just want to go, you know what, partner, take it over before I have a damn coronary. Okay, so a yes. little bit to unpack here. Is Justin Fields going to make this Bears team better? Yes, yes. he should. Yes, he should. But like you said, I don't think he can save them. He's They're not a playoff team with him. And Matt Nagy is only doing... The only thing he's concerned about is keeping his job right now, which you would think would translate to wins, or wins would translate to keeping his job. But I think he realizes that even with Justin Fields... It's not going to translate to wins. And if he puts Justin Fields in and they still continue to lose games, they're 1-4, and 0-5, he's going to lose his job pretty damn quick. Now, if he does that with Andy Dalton, he can at least excuse, hey, I've been doing this with this guy. Help me. I, now I can put in my guy and he's going to, you know, help our record. Oh, you know, it was only the second half of the season, his rookie year. He's literally, I've not, I don't know if I've ever seen a coach say things Every single takes every single time he takes the mic more so just like I'm saying whatever I can to help either in the moment save my job or you know like long con save my fucking job. Oh, and then stuff. by the time all that happens, we'll we'll kick the play calling over to Laser, and yep. then that'll be the next yep. fucking thing. And then oh, Laser's a dipshit. I gotta take the play oh, calling back. Like it's a fucking circus. And any Bears fan, I'm sorry, any Bears fan that's sitting out there with this false optimism from what you saw oh it's the rams they do that they're designed to limit the no they're not i mean they're a good defense but son of a bitch like if Nagy is this a beautiful offensive mind what what are we doing what are we doing i'm gonna give myself a corner here talking about this all day long i could continue to go (laughs) this this is obviously just you know the uh silver line is that there you know you said it david montgomery looks he looks good he looks it's good. Bad. He looks good. He looks great. But then again, uh, that might just been a part of the LA Rams defensive strategy to He looks good. Hey, no, go I, at least Eden, physically he looked good, I thought. I thought he did too. I so I at least hearing that from a cheesehead that makes me feel a little good. bit better. So huh, goodness. I'll give you that. Please, I can't see it in week two. I can't see it in week two again. Please, if Father can... Father above, <laughs> touch this organization and tell them to quit being dummies. Yeah. All right. Oh actually if they lose to the fucking Bengals next week, I nah, stop, stop, stop. Okay, okay. I, I no, I know, I can't, I cannot put that image in my mind yet. Final game on the slate: Baltimore Ravens and Las Vegas Raiders. We saw it last night. Absolutely electric game. Most admittedly, folks, if you follow on Twitter, you might have saw me stop tweeting about 9, 30, 10 o'clock when that game started getting real fucking juicy. My dumbass passed out on the couch and missed a barn burner and a half last play i saw at old mags was that marquise brown it was tied 17 17 and he got that deep <laughs> bomb from lamar on the six and i think subconsciously my mind was just like okay yeah this one's over you can go sleepy sleep now what i've learned you get to 25 plus and you just can't put your feet up on the couch anymore <laughs> when you're watching football at night or it just old gets, age gets to you man but I went through, rewatched what I did yeah. watch um and rewatched what i didn't catch right um Raiders defense really impressed me, man. Sure. Raiders defense really, really impressed me. I think that they're going to be able to make some waves after us not being very high on them at all, especially against this defense or against uh, the Ravens offense. Ravens now, offense, yeah. uh, 
okay, you can definitely argue there's no, no freaking running game there whatsoever at mm-hmm. all uh, in Baltimore, and pretty much Lamar had to play Superman all night long. So, excuse me, goodness gracious, that's that's definitely something you have to think about. They've started to get it kind of figured out towards the end. I think the Ravens start to rebound, but man, oh man, uh, the defense in in Oakland definitely looked good for the first three quarters. The defense in Baltimore also looked damn good. Um, They just ran cover zero all night long and just dared, dared Derek Carr to beat them deep. He said, hey, 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 go ahead, throw an accurate ball. Wink Martindale, literally, just, hey, throw an accurate ball. Honestly. I'm just going to, I'm going to send everybody, I'm going to keep one guy back, and I'll put it man on everybody else, and you have to make an accurate throw. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's what Wink dials up from week to week to week here. I I mean, that that looked like a damn good defense. Obviously didn't work as good once we got towards the end of the game, so maybe a little bit of adjustments, but... They were playing balls to walls, no question, cover zero defense. So I don't think the Baltimore defense has any questions. Baltimore offense, geez, they need Mm. to get healthy, quick, fast, and in a hurry. Uh, Tyson Williams, great. What a step up, kid. Looked good. Um, But outside of that, Raiders offense, Derek Carr is going to have to start completing more passes. He's going to have to start being more accurate. I mean, Darren Waller could have had 205 yards if, if he would have completed yeah. half the passes. It's, yeah, exactly. So, if Derek Carr was accurate in the first half, throwing specifically to Darren yeah, Waller. Yeah, the whole thing live, lay it down. Yeah, I mean, Derek Carr, at the end of the game, looked solid, I guess. And, uh, you know, I honestly, obviously gave him that win. But, uh, yeah, he was really inaccurate in that first half. Otherwise, they might have put up 40, 50 points and blew them out. I, As far as the Ravens' defense, I think they'll improve on this. They'll get better. Um, I don't know what to expect. The Ravens or Raiders defense definitely impressed me. Obviously, I think I'm the jury's still out in my opinion because this is obviously a really unique uh, Ravens offense that uh, not a lot of uh, other offenses in the league can duplicate. Raiders get the Steelers, so if the Steelers offense puts up more than 20 points, then I might be back to being concerned about this defense. And then if the Raiders defense plays well against the Steelers offense I might just be saying that the Steelers offense sucks so I think the jury's gonna be out for the Raiders defense for a couple more weeks mm-hmm. here but you know as far as scheme wise John Gruden I thought had this offense playing really well throughout the entire game in this first half it was really just Derek Carr's inaccuracies so uh, I'm still interested to see what we see from the Raiders especially on the road I think you know you and I mentioned it a little bit yesterday this home field advantage people overlooked and I think the Raiders are gonna have a lot of success playing in Vegas this year with this fan uh, fan, uh, fan experience. experience, yeah, and uh, you know, I, I, they might be a tough team to bet on on the road. We'll see, obviously, but uh, yeah, a lot of optimism for both of these teams in my eyes, and I think uh, some of the issues they had, they'll fix themselves out here. Yeah, I uh, agree with everything you say there. So, essence of time, about quarter after eleven here. Uh, definitely a lot windier than that should have gone yeah. just to cover week one. So, what we'll do? Hey, give us a little bit of a break. It's first shot first here, time. the first Tuesday one. We tried to see what we could do. So, that's all of our thoughts, opinions. Week one. Obviously, you guys didn't have anything major to get off of your chest or that you needed answered. I haven't seen a whole lot since our boy Nate jumped into live chat there at the beginning. But if you got anything, still plenty of time. We got about fifteen minutes or so left of the show now. What we will do, uh, maybe a little bit longer, but what we will do, uh, just quickly run down so you guys have the uh, stage set as far as uh, next week's games. Obviously, we'll have our best bets. We'll have everything as far detailed out, yada, yada, yada. You guys know the whole 
the whole thing we do. So we'll have it uh, definitely on Thursday's show. Um, we might even go a little bit more in depth on tomorrow's show. That maybe that's part of what we do. We look a little bit more in depth into week two. We're still kind of coordinating everything we're going to do on Wednesdays. Tuesday, Wednesdays, yeah. Yeah. So Tuesdays it'll be kind of like this, and maybe maybe we stick more week one in the or the the previous week, and then Wednesdays we go a little bit more into the following week. So hey. Yeah. You never know. You're seeing you're seeing TTL production. <laughs> We're figuring meetings. it out right now. You're seeing TTL production meetings happen right before your <laughs> eyes. So there you go. There you have it. Um, but quickly, just so you guys know, everybody's on the same page. Yeah. So we are kind of have you know that stage set because hey, I woke up this morning. I did have the football blues. I I, I yeah. would I was kind of missing them already. So we gotta give you something a, l- a little bit of carrot, if you will. Most only, definitely. Only two days away. Don't you worry. Thursday night game. We got the NFC ish. Popping off, New York Giants, Washington football team. Game is in the football team stadium. FedEx Field, I still do believe. Mm. Coming in as minus three favorites. I think, yeah, it's bouncing around. Three bouncing and a half, around, four. Somewhere right in there. And then uh, total is at 42 and a half. So I do believe there's going to be some value in that game. I would lean football team right off the bat. Next game, uh, we'll move into Sunday. Kicking off the noon slate, Bills-Dolphins. So another AFC East Big divisional one. game for the Dolphins and maybe even bigger than the uh, Patriots was. Uh, Buffalo Bills open up as field goal favorites, minus three favorites. You move into the next game, Rams go into Indianapolis to play the Colts. The Colts are catching four points. Mm-hmm. They are four-point dogs at home in Indianapolis. So very interesting there. But one thing I wanted to mention, and I'll give you guys the trends here in just a second, but one thing I wanted to mention, it does appear that these four, four-and-a-half spreads, for at least for the first few weeks here, are going to be that key trap spread. The Raiders were plus four and a half, and the Saints were plus four and a mm-hmm. half, and they both won their games outright. So a little bit something to think about. The Colts are at four right now. If that goes up to four and a half, I know it's the Rams, but it's something to think about. The next game up, New England Patriots versus New York Jets. I do believe that the New England Patriots will absolutely destroy the Jets, but a wee bit of a problem here. Minus five yeah, that's on a tough the spread. One. Minus five and a half. If you lock in that minus five and a half, uh, thinking about one from week one, the Panthers, Panthers they didn't cover the five (laughs) and a half, and it was the Panthers and Jets. So maybe that is the trap line, or maybe you wait till Sunday for the New England Patriots to get down to three and a half. Then you hammer that bad boy in. Next one up, the aforementioned game by our man Nate, San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the Eagles got a hell of a shot. They're catching a field goal and a half as dogs at home. So, shit, it's worth a little bit of a look, my friend. It's worth a little bit of a look. I think they got a shot to make that a shootout and a half. Mm -hmm. Next game on tap, you have my Chicago Bears finally uh, playing at home against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the Bears open up as field goal favorites, and as a sports betting analyst, I would take the Bengals and the points. Uh, Denver Broncos at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Broncos are going into Jacksonville, but getting two field goals. Minus six favorites. Very tough tough one one there. I do like the Broncos, but Teddy Two Gloves, any more than a field goal or more, I got to start just kind of relaxing on that just a little bit, even though he is a fucking dog. But Jacksonville, I mean, going from uh, real quickly, Denver to Jacksonville, as far as atmospheres, weather atmospheres, Mm. uh, you know, uh, humidity. If you're going anywhere. Air, you know, air density, it might sound silly, but that is, this is a very interesting split of teams here, Denver traveling to Jacksonville. So I want to dive into 
any type of trends as far as that's concerned historically. Yeah, same here. Uh, then you got the Houston Texans versus the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Browns right now at home giving 12 and a half points to the Texans. What do you got? Largest spread of Baker Mayfield's career. He Whoa. is three and zero straight up on double digit spreads. Only one and two ATS. Okay, so are the Houston Texans is going to smack betters in the math here for the foreseeable future? I got to see some money in bet splits yeah, on that seriously, bad boy, man. but if I see the same thing, it's worth a half unit sprinkle for me Possibly. on the Texans. Next one up, New Orleans Saints at the Carolina Panthers. Just told you a little bit of a COVID outbreak here for New Orleans, so game is a little bit in question, but it seems like it's going to be okay. Carolina once again at home. They are getting a field goal and a half. Mm-hmm. I am a little scared about that. Seems a little too good to be true after three, what we just saw, correct? Yeah, it seems a little too good to be true to be only at three and a half. So I might have to take the points of Carolina at home. Uh, next one up, you got the Raiders going into Pittsburgh. You just alluded to it, partner, man. I think that the Raiders are going to be extremely hard to bet on the road, except... They're getting five and a half points in Pittsburgh, and I'm telling you, those five and a halfs are kind of scary, so we'll have to do a little bit of research there, and I think that might be one of those comes down to four and a half, maybe three and a half after yeah. everybody, what everybody saw from the Raiders. Next one up, Atlanta Falcons, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are giving the Falcons in Tampa Bay 12 and a half points, similar to the uh, Browns there for the Texans. Anything outstanding on that? Uh, since 2003, double-digit favorites have gone 274, 314, and 13, so 47%. But within division games, so divisional games, double-digit favorites have gone 103, 132, and 7 for 44%. The Bucks and Falcons fall into that category, as do the Packers and Lions on Monday Night Football. Jeepers, creepers, man. So that's something you got to think about there. If the Falcon, I just, I don't know if the Falcons can keep it within 12 and a half. That's a little scary. Next one up, Minnesota Vikings, Arizona Cardinals. This one is going to be played in Arizona, and why does it have to be a minus four and a half spread? Oh, come on, man. I really like the Cardinals in that game, but I think I finishes at a field goal. Honestly, kind of like I was saying, I think the Vikings games are just going to be those field so goal I, games. I think you got to take the Vikings in the points in that spot, even though Arizona gets the win outright. I think the public, listen up, the public is going to fucking run to Arizona at a minus Based four and a half. Based on what they saw, are sure. You fucking joking me? Like, why would you not? You be smart. Four and a half. Four and a half. It is circled, starred, underlined on my paper, on my agenda. Make sure, just note four and a half. So we'll be sure to talk about it because, man, I think we got, we're on to something there, partner. Another one, Tennessee Titans, Seattle Seahawks. It's at five and a half. That's another one of those key ones. So I think the Seahawks get the outright win, but it might finish right at a five-pointer, four-pointer. No, man, I could see. I don't want to give a prediction. I'll have to look into it because five and a half, yeah, I, I do not like. I'm not going to be like enjoying taking those, nope. eating those points, nope. but nope. I think the Seahawks absolutely lay the pipe down on that secondary, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Next one up, Dallas Star Cowboys. Versus the L.A. Chargers. In L.A., the Chargers are coming in as a field goal favorite. Oh! That screams Chargers to me, dude. That screams Chargers to me as well. I think I got to take the Chargers in the, uh, and give the points. Right. Uh, not take the points, give the points. Man, uh, Cowboys are one of my teams that I always chirp about in every single league. There's one or two teams where the public perception, the fan base, just the name that they bring, especially after they look solid against the Tampa Bay Bucks. You're giving them three points. The people who want to bet on the Cowboys, and there's a lot of them, are going to be flooding to the plus sign next to the Cowboys' name. So that seems trap 
trappy to me, my friend. I would have to agree with you. Sunday night football, Kansas City Chiefs mm. at the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, boy. The Ravens are getting three and a half at home. Um, I think the Chiefs pull it off. I, I would kind of lean right now early to taking the Chiefs and laying the points. Uh, I think something happens in that regard. I think they are definitely way better than the Las Vegas Raiders. So I don't think it's going to be shootout central like that. And I think the Chiefs are going to have their noggins on firm yeah. and adjusted after what happened against the Browns. Uh, Chiefs have had a lot of success the last few years against the Ravens. Yeah, big time, big time. So definitely uh, one I would lean to uh, for Sunday Night Football, but we won't have one, obviously, um, until Friday. Right. Last but not least, Monday Night Football, who gives a damn about this game? Uh, the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions. Uh, probably nobody going to be rushing to the window to hammer in the Packers at minus 10 and a half. I will tell you that he shakes. No, I went, like, no. I'm back on it. Let's go. No, no, Come no, no, on. No. We're whooping their ass. Uh, I think they do. I really think they handle business, but 10 and a half after what you saw last week, yeah. I, I don't know. And there's something inside of me that knows the man that motor city Dan Campbell is and he's going to have everything and the kitchen sink ready to throw at the Packers offense, uh, to throw at them offensively, defensively. He's going to be playing Jared Goff for every much he can, what knowledge he has against the Packers. I think it's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people think, and I think the Packers are going to be fine, but I don't think they're out of the woods yet, Bob. And I, I'm sorry, but I don't think they're out of the woods yet. I'd be interested in ten and a half, but I'm not hammering it in yet. Yeah, I won't hammer it in. I'm in to you know make the case for the Packers. I think they that was the wake up call they needed. And now coming back into Lambo on Monday night in front of a national audience, I have to imagine they're going to put the smackdown. But that's an obvious, obviously, that's my biased opinion yep. there. And uh, you know, unbiasedly, I probably won't be playing this number. But, uh, you know, obviously we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I have confidence, but uh, it's so hard for me to stay away from my pack, You impressed dude. the shit out of me, though. You didn't hammer men at the minus four. We talked about I it. And I said, man, you got to be safe. Be smart. Don't throw your money away. I was fully anticipating him to hammer in the pack on Sunday morning, and it was not in his bet slip, folks. So, hey. Hey, the state of Florida, man. I was Good saying you, it. It makes Bob. me concerned, dude. Good I, I would have people who were saying, oh, we got a cookie that we're not playing in New Orleans. Back on the 10 and a half. Back on the yeah. <laughs> People were like, oh, we're not playing in New Orleans. That's nice. I was like, fuck that. I would have rather played in the dome with that fan, those fans, dude. I don't give <laughs> a shit. Yeah. Fuck the state of Florida for us. Hell yeah. All right, my friends. Well, there you go. There you have it. The uh, week two look ahead. Obviously, um, we might go a little bit more in depth, more in value. We'll talk about exactly what we'll do for Wednesday's show. Kind of be a surprise for you guys. But then, obviously, Tuesdays, it looks like now we'll just stick, stick to week one, kind of our predictions, everything that we're looking at. One final thing that I did want to mention uh, before we wrap everything up, our mag sidebar, a little bit of TTL updates, uh, the usual banter, and then motivation minutes. Never forget those. Wanted to mention, uh, what was I wanting to mention? I can't remember what I was wanting to mention now. Uh, I will remember it here in a question in a minute when I uh, remember where the hell I was going. Uh, either way, uh, let's just keep it steaming on down the tracks <laughs> here. Right. Um, one final thing. What the hell did I want to? Where where was I going? I have no there? idea. I have no idea where I was going there. Um, oh yeah, I guess just kind of that. These Tuesday shows, they'll all be week one. Um, so that'll be kind of set in stone. Obviously, we went a little bit longer than what we had originally anticipated. So looks like probably we'll stick kind of week to maybe some college football early look ahead tomorrow. But uh, yeah, that's the beauty of it. You guys are just going to be able to get surprised, but it'll be that way 
through the course of the NFL season. Mm-hmm. Once we get through this first week, we'll sure. have it we'll have it nice and ironed out, nice and crispy for you guys. But there you go, full week one recap, my friends. Get that bad boy off the screen. And as always, before we close things out, partner, anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul that you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 124 of the Talking the Line podcast Podcast on this beautiful September 14th, 2021. All right, so I don't know if you had this down. Maybe this is what you were trying to say, but I've got some additional Fuck, that's where I was going. That's right where I was going. the week that just happened. Thank you. Underdogs, 12-4 and four ATS through week one of this NFL season. Away dogs, 7-2 ATS. That's exactly two what ATS. I wanted to do. Thank you. Damn Away it. dogs, 7-2 ATS, five <laughs> of them, one head. out, right? Teams getting less than 50% of bets, 12-4 and four ATS. So not the, not the money split, but the actual bet slip percentage. Twelve and four if it was less than fifty percent. Moneyline dogs, nine and seven straight up plus six point eight units. Unders were nine and seven. Um and non conference games were actually five and one to the under. The only one that went over was Cincy and Minnesota. Primetime overs, Thursday, Sunday, and Monday night football, three and O to the over. I have to imagine that might flip a I think it might flip a coming around. People are going to uh, be hammering in overs on primetime now, and the books are gonna take advantage of that. So be a little uh be a little tentative on these over unders on these Thursday night. Sunday and Monday night games. I might be hammering in the old uh, Thursday night under, despite it being low 40s. Yeah, uh, that is exactly where the hell I was going there, my friend. Uh, I am so glad that I didn't take that, or your sidebar would have been a little bit awkward. Uh, I probably would have just been, I got nothing today. <laughs> <laughs> real, real glad. I uh, probably would have had at least a couple of these left over, though. Yeah, either way, hey, dope. Uh, glad to see all of that action. Uh, yeah, the Sharps, hey, the games the Sharps are playing, under 50% of bets, 12 and 4 ATS, my friends. And uh, just so happens, those are the exact underdog splits as well. So something to think about here, kids, and uh, keep tuning in to the TTL pod. We'll have all of these yes, uh, best bets. We'll have everything for you. So, partner, as always, I appreciate your sidebar. Can't believe uh, that's what caused me to remember all of that. That <laughs> cracks me up uh, to the core. I actually was like, I feel like I didn't think he was going to do that's this. That's exactly where I was going. And then like I just repeat- and I'm just going to take it for myself. Then I just repeated myself, <laughs> and I, what the fuck ever. Sometimes that happens. Hey, you, get to, you get to enjoy in the Lord's kale every once in a while. You forget a thing or two. But, hey, no big deal. Whatever. What Things happen. All right. Outside of that, uh, closing remarks, final things right at 1130. Uh, get you some motivation minutes right after this. Um, critical update tomorrow. We already talked about it. Set the attention to max level. Why? I'm giving a big old yawn over here. <laughs> wise words. Episode number two is dropping tomorrow, Wednesday, September 15th at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time right after the live show is complete. So that'll be dropping. Uh, Make sure you stay tuned for that. If you haven't watched episode one featuring Joe D'Amico, make sure you go back and watch that one. Absolute electric factory. This one, episode two, a little bit different of a feel, a little bit different of a vibe, but loads and loads Mm -hmm. and loads of insights and analysis, most notably a lot of NFL and college football. We got a lot more deep into that uh, with our guest for episode number two, just because now the season's in full swing. We had a lot of additional stuff we can kind of dive into. So 
That was awesome. Cannot wait for you guys to watch that. I am still kind of in shell shock that uh, we actually yeah. did that in uh, it's our real life. And these episodes will stay relevant. It's not like, uh, oh, we missed week one. Uh, you know, we can't go back and watch it. These episodes are going to have relevancy throughout the end of fucking time. So, uh, yeah, at least uh, the way the current uh, landscape is constructed of this industry, my friends. 150%. So make sure if you haven't hit the subscribe button, Smash that some beach right now. If you haven't hit that notification bell, get that bad boy punched in also. You will then, after that, be notified of all Talking the Line sports media content dropping, no matter if it's the live show, more stuff coming right around the corner, wise words, anything in between. Because, oh, that's right, we're not, we're not topped out here, my friends. And we actually got a few ideas from the recording of wise words yesterday. So our content helps us generate new content. So it is just continuing. Ladies and gentlemen, the tether cords are still coming down. Mm -hmm. The rocket boosters have not officially kicked in, and we want you to be the first tight, close-knit group of the TTL faithful. So, hey, keep hanging around, keep sticking around. But more than ever, tell your brothers, tell your friends, tell your sisters, tell your uncles, tell your neighbors, anybody I might have left out you can think of that is a good old degenerate like you and us too, tell them to come on and stop on by. They'll get insights analysis and stone cold locks and we'll just run tickets to the window with each other throughout the entire NFL season, throughout the college football season. We'll segue that in right to the college basketball season oh, and baby. then groove into the NBA <laughs> and there will just be a stack of money inf invading your bankroll over the course of the next eight months or so here so yeah, something like strap that strap in get ready to rock and roll we're already hot we're not stopping here one more check on the live chat looks like all of our uh questions were answered anything that needed to get out was good to go make sure uh not there but down there you hit that uh first link you see there talking the line link tree you'll see the talking line.com website all of our social platforms and our additional content consume all that whenever you want however you want all in one central location. That also being said, you'll see another link down there. Hey, Moneyline Dice. They are back live on the show. They'll be back even more prominently once we have more college football bets to have. And then also college basketball starts filtering in too during the week. So that all being said, the dice are hot. 1-0 right now, all ready to start the NFL season. And ladies and gentlemen, we are just elated to be able to provide them to you, provide them as a source for cash and tickets. Now, that all being said, we wish we could allow them to cash more tickets for you on the regular, but you can get your own set and they can start cashing tickets for you too. So, hey, you know the drill. Nice little promo for our guys. Go on over to MoneyLineDice.com. You see the link right down there in the episode's description. You go pick out whatever the hell you want. Any of their merch, any of their tracking books, the Moneyline Dice themselves, whatever you want. Nothing is off limit. Put it in your cart. When you get to your cart, you enter code TTL10. TTL10 for 10% off your first order at MoneyLineDice.com on anything. Nothing is off limits. Start rolling right alongside with the crew and let the all-knowing Moneyline Dice get you straight to the pay window. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. All right. That's all I got. Make sure you check out TalkingTheLine.com so you got all of our best bets, all of our additional content. We always just dump everything there so you're always up to date. At the very least, if you aren't active on Twitter, if you don't have the Action Network, Everybody's got the intro web now. So mm -hmm. just type in 
TalkingTheLine.com up over there. Hey, whoa, 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 not now, or it'll take away the YouTube. Hold on, relax, relax. Don't type it in yet. But once you're done, type it in there. Go check it out, see all the updates, see what we got. That's all I got, partner. Any late-breaking news, any insane things that I need to know about? No, sir, not to my knowledge. Not at all. Beautiful. Well, let's get it wrapped up. Get you that sought-after inspiration and motivation that everybody needs to get throughout their day. Partner, throw in the agenda. So without further ado, it's time to get into my motivation minutes of the day. Now, short and sweet, super simple. Yesterday, we went down some rabbit holes. Yesterday, we spun the wheels a little bit, got you guys thinking to start off the week. This one's straight to the point and a straight-up message and something you can do right now. My message to you today is stop judging. Stop judging. Two sides to this coin. Number one's the obvious one. Number one's the one where you probably, your mind probably is already gone. Stop judging others. That is not your job. Your job is not to deduct, analyze, hypothesize, criticize anybody else on this planet. The moment that you believe that it is your duty to take the speck out of somebody else's eye is the moment that you forget to notice the plank that is sticking out of your eye. Maybe stop worrying about what everybody else is doing and start worrying about what you're doing. If your life isn't where somebody else's is and you hate them because their life is there, maybe start figuring out how you can get your life there instead of just bitching and moaning because their life is there. A little bit of tough love for you here today, my friends, but stop judging everybody else. If somebody isn't where you are and they're less off than you, stop judging them because they might not have all the skills and talents you do. They have the skills and talents in their area, and what you do is not designed for them. Just like what the people ahead of you, what they do is not designed for you. It's a two-way street. Stop judging others. Stop judging others. It is not your job. Your job is to get up every morning to do the best you can to be the best version of yourself that you can and make a difference and an impact in this life with your actions and your deeds. So that leads me into the opposite side of that coin. Stop judging yourself. Stop judging yourself. You've heard me say it a million times. You are kind. You are smart. You are important. You matter in this life. You do measure up. What social media tells you, what XYZ acquaintance tells you, what jackass who cuts you off in traffic tells you does not matter. What matters is between you and you. And that you are perfectly comfortable no matter what anybody says or does with that person staring back at you in the mirror. And it's very difficult to get to that point, I know. I know because I've been there. I've done it. I understand that it's so easy to compare your life and to where you're at to the lives of other people. And to, ah, oh, shit, I don't measure up. Or, oh, I wasn't perfect on this. I might as well just give up. I know how easy it is. But from me to you, 
I give you permission to give yourself a break today. Give yourself a break. Go easy on yourself. Stop judging yourself for every little thing that you do. Stop being your harshest critic because there's so many others of them out there. Be your biggest fan. Stop trying to find every flaw that you have and start finding the good and start applying those. Stop judging yourself. So in general, my friends, you know the message today. You know where it's at. You know where it's coming from. Two sides of the coin that you can apply. But the main message, and there's just too much of it, stop judging. Stop judging others and stop judging yourself. That is not your job. You are in charge of you and being the best version of yourself that you can be right now and that does it for my motivation minutes of the day <clears throat> good stuff as always my man i uh for the essence of time i won't uh chime in too much here but uh yeah good stuff as always appreciate it my friend that was uh playing on the hearts just a little bit here today so i figured i'd stuff. get it on out and uh yeah you There's know no reason to waste energy judging people no not at all not at all not at all so hey that officially does it my motivation minutes for the day. I'll keep laying them down so you guys have the opportunity to keep getting that little bit of inspiration and motivation that you ain't going to find in any other podcast in our industry or in the network. I promise you that. But that all being said, nothing else has just absolutely destroyed my phone in any type of capacity that I feel that I need to let you guys know about. Uh, Ronald Jones appears to be a full go, good to go in Atlanta on Sunday. But other than that, nothing I can think of. Partner, great show. Appreciate you as always. So, my friends, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, far and wide, for myself and Mags. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 124 of the Talk in the Line podcast. Man, does time fly when you are having fun. I still feel like I'm living in a parallel universe. We can't tell you how much we appreciate you guys, your support, your following, your sharing, everything in between. We appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts and we are only going to keep repaying it to you with the content we bring and how we make TTL Sports Media bigger and better every single day. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Tuesday, unless you have any other plans. But for now, I got a few best bets already on TalkingTheLine.com and the Action Network app. Few, few MLB plays to check out. So for the now, for, for now, we'll see you at the pay window. So soon you can say with us at the end of every show, let's cash some tickets. <laughs>